0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast panel show that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the right way to make a dog come? Not in a rude way. Call its name and reward it with a smelly biscuit. A method that also works on my husband in a rude way. <laughs>
1: Is there going to be a lot of this?
0: <laughs> oh, that's my husband. Um, but, but... Hang on, that is my husband.
2: <laughs> oh, that over there. Wow. We wrote our own vows. <laughs> <laughs> that's mine now.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm Danielle Ward, with me, trying to do the right thing today, like an iron fist in a dairy-free glove. It's Michael Leg. Oh. And with him she starred in Russell T Davis's hit shows Cucumber and Banana but not the spin-off Oily Mop Handle It's <laughs> Bethany Black <laughs> And on my right she's like a slutty Mary Poppins It's Margaret Kayvon Smith
3: <laughs>
0: And with her the third most popular podcaster in his family behind his wife and dog it's David Reed <laughs> As night follows, day follows, Negroni follows, hangover. It's time for round one.
2: The importance of being white.
0: Just like a normal man whose Twitter handle is at Michael Jackson, not the pedo, I've run into some trouble online. (laughs) In this round, I'm going to give each team a scenario and they're going to tell me what the right thing to do is according to Uncle Mick and antivirus software. (laughs) Michael and Bethany, you've been training for years. You are competing at the peak of human endurance and experience. That's right. It's the mass catering challenge on MasterChef. And you've got to cobble together some slop for the HR team at Halfords. Cooking doesn't get much tougher than this. (laughs) Tell that to the head chef of ISIS. (laughs) After your three-bin chili goes down a treat, you and Greg Wallace decide to go on holiday together. And holiday you do, all the way to Florida. As you float on your best lilo, your hand relaxing in the ocean, you touch something soft. You give it a little stroke. Oh, it's a jellyfish! So what is the right thing to do if you encounter a jellyfish, according to (laughs) panamajack.com? Michael, you're a vegan. (laughs) Yes,
2: and the thing is, jellyfish do eat a lot of uh, plankton and other very small sea creatures, so I would obviously hand it a leaflet (laughs) uh, about how that is quite cruel. Actually...
0: (laughs) As a vegan, are you allowed to swim in the sea?
2: No. (laughs) I'm not allowed to climb
3: trees.
2: (laughs) And I found out I'm not allowed to fly. That hurt.
0: Bethany, are you a fan of a beach holiday? No,
4: as a goth. (laughs) Um, As a goth, the beach is probably the last place you will ever find me
5: This is a bit like a a goth beach here This is,
4: this is as close to being at the beach as I like uh, Under nice bright shining lights in the dark where I can't see anything (laughs) Have you ever been stung by anything? Yes, I've been stung by a jellyfish when I was a kid on holiday Where were you on holiday? It was only in Cornwall So it was a good
2: local British jellyfish Yeah, it was
4: a good local British... None of these Portuguese man-o-wars. Sooner we're out of Europe, the better!
2: <laughs> Fucking Belgian yeah. jellyfish coming over here. <laughs>
4: Where easy. did it sting you? On the inside of my thigh. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, yeah. Oh. Kinky. Michael, have you ever <laughs> encountered a jellyfish?
2: I've encountered them. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm scared of the sea. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm terrified of the sea. How come? Because my parents didn't see Jaws when I was six.
0: Yeah, 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 same thing. I, I, yeah, I'm just terrified so of the sea. So you can't swim in open water? I
2: can have a bath. <laughs> Even a really big one. But... <laughs> but absolutely, I was in Florida once, and it, uh, someone... Ma- yeah, I've been around. I was in Florida once, and a friend of mine managed to convince me to get into a rowing boat. I didn't want to, and they didn't say to me that there were dolphins now, of course. Oh, yeah, exactly. All I saw was a fucking dorsal fin and I shat myself. I, honestly, I was rowing like fuck to get back. If you think me sitting down is pathetic, just see me row.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then he said, "Now calm down. There are only dolphins. I was like, no it'll be that one fucking dolphin that hates
4: humanity. (laughs) But also, dolphins can kick the shit out of sharks as well, can't they? I think Um, you're getting dolphins and the jets mixed up. Oh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Margaret and David, ever seen a jellyfish in real life?
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Do you like the sea?
1: I love the sea. I'm a qualified rescue diver.
5: Really? (laughs) Yes. You're my wife. How are you not? My... Hey, it's like, this was in your vows, guys. Do you not remember? Do you know, I'm so I promised used...
1: to float nearby. I'm so used to <laughs> so until used to... the tide takes
5: us.
3: <laughs>
0: so used to feigning interest in the guests.
1: Sure, it's just it's a muscle memory.
0: Oh, tell me more. Yeah.
1: I actually went on a dive where there was a great white shark meters away from us but I Whoa. only found out when we got back on the boat and everyone else told us. <laughs> me and my dad were looking at a rock. <laughs> it's quite hard to get people's attention when you're underwater, you see. So it's, do you not
0: know, uh, flap around?
1: Doesn't help. <laughs> if you're not looking at the flapping person, <laughs> not a lot you can do about that.
0: Can you make noises underwater?
1: You can wrap your knife on your tank. That'll make a ting-ting noise. That'll travel. It's how you do speeches underwater. It's how you get everyone's <laughs>
5: attention. Yeah, I remember from your wedding.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'd just like to say we're all ascending. I am out of (laughs) air.
5: Margaret, you ever met a jellyfish? I've read a lot of books. (laughs) No, I was I I was thinking this, I've actually got to the point where I'm I can't remember. I think I've read a really good description of being stung by a jellyfish, and that to me seems like the same. That was an
1: episode of Friends, wasn't
0: it? So, Bethany, how did you treat your jellyfish thing, seeing as you have experience of this?
4: I remembered that you're supposed to pee on it, which I don't think it actually did no, anything. I think it's a did myth. you do that? Yeah, though. Is, I did do that and,
5: and but, but did you do that naturally? Because it was on your inner it was thigh in your you thigh. In the sea. And it was yeah. a lot
4: easier to do that than going around like some sort of deranged water sports fan going, Oh, I've been stung in the mouth and face. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: I think angling it onto your thigh would be really hard. I've got quite a jet going. It'd just be straight down the middle. (laughs) You want to go before
5: you're desperate then. Just sort of (laughs) of lean over onto one leg
4: and, yeah, lie on your
0: side. Michael, how would you treat a jellyfish sting?
2: I've never experienced one. I've only ever been stung by one animal and it was a bee.
0: Did you piss on the bee? No, I'm not kidding
2: you. That only happened about three years ago. I got to the age of... Twenty six without
3: <laughs>
2: without let me dream without being stung by a bee. It hurt and I was so excited and went, This is amazing. I've killed a bee.
3: <laughs> Did you feel vegan, that yeah, was horrible, like, that was like horrible. your big that was I got such horrible. a
2: boner over it. You I know like what big, you guys are into now. Felt
4: like a big game hunter. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It was my trophy bee.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you get a photo taken. Yeah, exactly photo <laughs> the amount it. of abuse I got from Ricky Gervais <laughs> because of that photo of me and a bee.
0: Now Margaret, as a Catholic. You're not going to let anybody piss on you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Is that the Catholic rule? I can't remember. It's one of them, right? No. If anyone you, wants to actually, piss on me, you'd enjoy the pain. Oh, you'd prefer the uh, yes, yes. From I feel I like deserve punishment. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, you know, as a I'm a vegetarian, not vegan, but um, Whip. you know, I feel <laughs> like I feel like yeah, they got one got one, one back. back on me, and I'd give myself a. I was going to say a penguin. I've never eaten a real penguin.
4: I'm vegetarian as well, and I was vegan for a long time, which I'm not anymore, so that doesn't count. <laughs> which means every, means everyone fucking hates me, it's fine. Um, yeah, but as a result of that, I now have reached the point where I'm like, I don't trust anything that's been in the water. I don't trust anything that's been in the sea. I'm tempted to go out there and start eating fish or anything that's aquatic, because they're bastards. Uh, including the bottom half of ducks. I don't trust any of it. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
5: That must yeah. be a delicacy somewhere. Yeah, the bottom half, the bottom half of a duck. The bottom
0: half of a duck. David so Reed, would you
5: sing that You're eating things because you don't trust them. <laughs> don't trust- Yeah, yeah that's yeah. sure pretty much <laughs> it. Logic I don't ever. trust
4: carrots. I don't trust peanuts.
0: <laughs> David Reed, would you piss on Margaret if she'd been stung?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, have you been stung?
4: <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the most awkward setup to a threesome <laughs> I, have I have ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Look to when me. when
1: Monica gets when she stands on a jellyfish and she gets them. Now is it Joey or Chandler pisses on her? Chandler. They both want to, and Joey can't go. So you're correct. Thank you. Um, Mansplaining friends. Yeah. <laughs>
3: hey. Yeah. Mate.
1: Um, That's the only information I have on this. I know,
5: you can't live your life by friends, I keep telling you. When you do scuba
0: diving, do they not teach you how to avoid jellyfish? No, you are
1: head-to-toe in neoprene, nothing's going to sting you. (laughs)
0: No, at the neck. Vampire jellyfish. It's only
1: your face, and then you've got a mask on that and a regulator. Nothing's getting through.
0: Ears. A mask,
5: you've got the hood up.
1: It's like a balaclava with ear holes. This bit. That bit, just above your mask, before the hood, is your vulnerable spot.
5: (laughs) I can't piss on that. It's just not the right angle. The
1: sharks know it. They go straight for it. (laughs) Um,
5: Yummy forehead.
1: I went uh, dry suit diving, which is like normal open water diving, except you are in a dry suit.
5: How's that? You can wear
1: your own clothes underneath it. Like a suit to what? tie. It's the one James Bond takes off and he's in his tux, and that, that
4: would I thought happen. that was pretend! So it's like, oh. like non uniform scuba diving. <laughs>
1: right.
4: It you would bring be 50p, and than you're allowed you to bring your own clothes. But it's not as sexy as James
1: Bond makes it out because you've got the seal around your neck and then everything else is covered. But that basically means you've got this weird air bubble inside your clothes that you have to try and move around. And the biggest problem is that if you look at something too far down, the air bubble rushes to your feet and then you rock it to the surface. Oh. And they don't have that in Bond. That. Um, that sounds brilliant. But my brother, who scuba dived with me, he forgot he was dry suit diving, so pissed his own clothes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: tell me you on your way to a ball
1: yeah, he pissed his own tux that's
3: what he did
6: Ben is anybody close well I've given out a couple of points here according to panamajack.com point for David Reed here for being head to toe in neoprene jellyfish jellyfish tentacles have to contact skin directly to release their poison so wearing a wetsuit will help prevent stings if you see a jellyfish, be careful of getting close. Even beached and dying ones can sting you. That seemingly dead sack of air half buried in the sand might look harmless, but it's not. If you see a jellyfish in the water, stay cool. Uh, swim calmly away <laughs> towards the shore. If that's not possible, tread water and hope the jellyfish passes you by. Most jellyfish only sting when they're provoked.
5: So, so I-, I think that vegan pamphlet might provoke. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should take away a or point Or make them really think doesn't... about their choices. <laughs> yeah.
6: I mean, gamesmanship, Margaret, I'm tempted to take upon a point but anyway.
5: <laughs> well, I haven't earned anything yet. Oh, uh, we a
6: team? your Yes. team,
5: <laughs>
1: Don't take my points away because of Margaret.
6: I won't, just teach her to be better. Um, <laughs> so, friends from the beginning. <laughs> if someone is stung, get the victim out of the water as soon as possible without touching the affected area. Do not let them scratch. Wash the sting site with warm salt water to help stop the stinging. Urinating on a sting is not an effective treatment, so I'm gonna give Bethany a point for that because she said it first. Next, use something sturdy, like an angled credit card, tweezers, or even a stick to scrape gently across the skin to detach any stuck tentacles. Call for help as soon as possible if the area affected by the sting is more than half an arm or half a leg, or if the victim displays signs of severe allergic reaction. Also, if you suspect the sting is from a box jellyfish. And that's
2: it. Ironically, I bet Sting does love being pissed on. <laughs> <laughs> well, he loves it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Margaret and David, tired of the fast pace of life and the Entz business. You set up your own cleaning company. Toilets, sinks, floors. You will literally clean anything. After a long day cleaning a police station, because it really was a dirty protest, you relax with a cup of rubosh and a copy of Woman's Own, except Detective Inspector Tommy Salami needs your help. There's a perp who has hidden Amanda Holden in a well. And a le- <laughs> And unless you find out the, her location, David Walliams will never stop tweeting about how they were best friends when she inevitably dies. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the right way to interrogate someone according to scientificamerican.com? <laughs> have, you, uh, have you ever had to interrogate someone? A lover, perhaps?
5: <laughs> do I look like I've interrogated a <laughs> Did you and your that. husband
2: write your own questions? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right, then.
0: The oh. Northern Irish one. Have you ever had to interrogate somebody?
2: <laughs> yep. That is the correct way to interrogate someone. You ask them if they were in Birmingham or Guildford, and when they say no, you fucking believe them. <laughs> it's calm, oh, It's calm.
0: Michael, have you ever been, you know, questioned about bomb stuff?
2: Not about bomb stuff, but just existing. Really? Being Northern Irish? Yeah, you know the Troubles? Yeah. That's (laughs) what the Troubles were. It was a really big, long security bag check. (laughs) Constantly.
0: Did anybody have a good technique?
2: (laughs) Well, I didn't see them afterwards, if that's what you're asking.
0: So there was no one you thought, that's impressive, I'm... Good. Yeah.
2: Really good, soft-handed soldier.
5: (laughs) (laughs) When my mum used to interrogate me and my sisters, I'd never done anything, not because I'm particularly good, but because I'm scared, um, you know, of of everything. And so I just used to own up immediately, and it was never me. Even to things that you hadn't done? Oh, I'd never done it, and my mum would get really annoyed. And then there was one time that I had eaten half a pepperami and put it back in the fridge. And, um, and when, when she asked, and she said, who has done this? I said, it was me. And she's like, oh, no, really, who has done this? And I was like, well, no. fuck, what happens now? Because they are never going to
4: confess to something they haven't done. I'm just impressed with the level of self-control to put half a pepperami back in the fridge.
5: I think it was actually one and a half that I'd eaten. Ah, right, okay. Fit, oh. a, 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 okay.
4: But I'm, I'm exactly the same. I'm such a people pleaser that if anyone starts to interrogate me, I will admit to uh, having done everything and I will apologise
0: immediately. It's probably for, not a good thing to admit, admit this
5: in public, is yeah. it? It's
0: a sort of no, like, so if any of you want to pin a crime on me... Uh, yeah,
5: yeah, or me, go ahead. Hmm. Have
0: you ever been in trouble with the police?
4: yes.
3: <laughs> <Ooh>.
4: <laughs> yeah, I had quite a youth. I uh, yeah, I used to get picked up by the police quite frequently for stuff I hadn't done. I was one of those kids that just looked like they were trouble, because I am the unluckiest person you'll ever meet. I once, uh, drunk, coming home from a night out in town when I was about seventeen fell asleep in the street, just outside a house. Somebody phoned the police and it turned out the car that I'd fallen asleep next to had been stolen. And, oh. and they'd assumed that I'd stolen it. And, and then been so shit at uh, hiding that fact that I'd drunkenly stolen a car and then gone, oh no, I'm not going to sleep in the car. I'm going to get out and go to sleep on the pavement next to the car that I've stolen because that looks more comfortable in the fucking rain. Um, LAUGHTER later on in life I worked as an audio typist for the police in the last days of my active drug addiction and that was always interesting going in on a Monday morning and all the police dogs barking at me and like I can remember one of the dog handlers going oh have you got chocolate in your pocket or something and I was like yeah something like that and and I can remember being sat at my desk in my office and having to make a phone call and I was going through my wallet and taking stuff out and put a credit card in my mouth whilst I was talking to someone and suddenly felt the whole bottom half of my face go numb whilst I was sat in a police station typing up witness statements. You were
5: high on credit card. High on
4: credit card cocaine and...
0: Oh, Mabel's palsy's back.
4: Yeah, I was like, oh, I was really enjoying typing. I was really, really enjoying it.
3: Um,
4: I bet... Um, I bet
2: Sting's been in trouble with the police. <laughs>
3: Are
5: you going to say this at the end of every question? <laughs> well, and to sum up, I bet Sting hasn't been on Do The Right Thing. (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) David, your dad was a teacher.
1: He was a was teacher. Was
0: he good at interrogating the little <laughs> No, he was very
1: popular, actually. Really? Uh, my dad was quite a popular teacher, I think. But I was interrogated. I had an epiphany about my own childhood only last year, where I was interrogated for biting a boy because we got into a fight that he started. He was an older boy. And uh, the deputy head took me out of class after the boy said that was him, and it showed him the bite mark on his arm. And I was interrogated about biting a boy, which I hadn't done. It wasn't me. No one had bitten this boy. I was there. And it's only last year I worked out... He bit himself. (laughs) I was going to say,
5: there. He was an
1: older boy who lost a fight with four (laughs) six-year-olds and so bit himself so he could get them into trouble.
0: Now, I am no police officer, but if I was that deputy head, I'd have taken some Play-Doh dental impressions.
1: No, he took me out of class, mortifying at that age, and he sat me down and said, last year we had a boy who was spitting. I was like... I don't know what this is about. <laughs> and he said, so we shouldn't do that ever again. Still hadn't mentioned what it was that we were talking about. And that was the very moment that I lost all respect for authority.
5: <laughs>
0: Margaret, if you kidnapped Amanda Holden, where yes. would you put
5: her? Oh, God. My first thought is, am I allowed to kill her?
0: <laughs> I mean, if you, you can let her die of natural causes.
2: Oh.
5: Oh, that's you all
3: right,
2: can, isn't can it? You let her die of <laughs> I'll be back in 15 minutes you're allowed to die of natural causes. Yeah. If you haven't
5: by then, by <laughs> <laughs> then, right
2: then I'm afraid my turn. Yeah.
5: Where would I put her? Do you know, I'm honestly thinking my flat's quite small. I don't know. Um, uh, I'd buy a big rabbit hutch.
3: Hey, that's, that's a nice answer. Brilliant. Thanks. At least that way criminal. a fox won't get her. <laughs>
5: Oh, would that count as natural causes? A fox? I, I'd leave a her fox out.
2: is pretty natural. <laughs>
5: yeah. I'd leave her out for the fox. Yes. <laughs>
2: no, hang on. Hang on just a fucking second. No one has been eaten and has been then considered to have died of natural causes. Never smoked a day in his life. Died of natural causes by these wolves. <laughs>
5: the idea of oh we just left her out for the foxes <laughs> i like the idea that she wouldn't do anything she would just stay there oh wow well. sitting on my back wall
1: <laughs> the rabbits in the hutch going
5: <laughs> don't fancy her chances <laughs> <laughs> Margaret That's the best idea of a murder I've oh, got,
0: i'm sorry Margaret and David, would you uh, do good cock, bad cock to interrogate someone?
2: Mm. I genuinely heard good cock, bad cock.
1: <laughs> would you do that? Good cock, good bad cock. cock. Bad cock. <laughs> Margaret would come in with her good cock. <laughs> <laughs> really make the suspect happy.
5: <laughs>
1: I'd come in with my terribly bad cock. And go, if you want Margaret to come back in, you better start squealing. <laughs>
5: You're very convincing, weirdly.
1: It's not my first time.
5: (laughs) I don't know, does Um,
1: good cop, bad cop... The psychology works that you make bad things happen and then you want to go to the sort of parental figure who's being nice to you. I think that's a good idea. Good cop, bad cop?
5: Yeah. Yeah, 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 let's do that.
1: Or is it so clichéd that everyone knows it now? So you'd have to do, like, good cop, good cop, weird cop?
5: (laughs) I would uh, try and get them to play charades. You know, and act out An what they did and make them say... By <laughs> like accident. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'd just be guessing.
3: <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I think that was... yeah, that's...
5: Fine. Everyone
1: draws things out of a hat and you just go, you've got to do Batman. <laughs> you've got to do Pride and Prejudice. You've got to do that crime I did. Okay, one minute.
0: <laughs> ben, is anybody close?
6: Weirdly, yes. In the last... <laughs> George! In the last ten seconds, sort of, yes. So,
5: this I, has never happened! No, no,
6: <laughs> <laughs> don't get very excited I'm going out on a limb so I can give someone points. But anyway, um, <laughs> according to scientificamerican.com, firstly, build rapport. The target will open up more than if you act cold and accusatory. So Dave did say, do good, got bad, cop, and then don't do it. So I'll give you half a point for having said <laughs> don't do it. Um,
3: LAUGHTER
6: Also do all things,
1: but also don't do those
6: things. So once, when Edward Geiselman, a professor of psychology, was working a case with the LAPD, the interviewee asked for a filio fish. Geiselman bought her one, and she started chatting as she ate. That sandwich changed everything, he says.
2: Um, Good cod, bad cod.
6: I'm still getting my head around this. I I think definitely a half point for uh, Margaret and David here. Instead of asking direct questions, tell your target a story about what they did. So that is sort of saying, act out my crime.
3: Uh, That's that's
6: exactly what I was saying. Anyway, by telling the target a story about what you think they did, this leads them to believe you already know what happened, and they will then supply details and corrections. People interrogated using this method tend to underestimate how much they're sharing. People being interrogated usually know they're under suspicion and have practiced their answers. Asking them something unexpected can cause them to stumble, enabling you to catch them in a lie. So half a point for getting them to do charades at that point, I think. What's
0: your favourite Beatles album? (laughs) That sort of thing.
6: Because inconsistency is a fundamental aspect of the way memory works, truth-tellers are more likely to add details and revise their stories over time, whereas liars tend to keep their stories the same. A technique to use that capitalises on this is reverse-telling, asking them to recall events backwards rather than forwards in time. This has a double effect. For truth-tellers, it makes recall easier... For liars, the task becomes harder and they become more likely to simplify the story or contradict themselves. So those are the two techniques they come up with. Three half points to Margaret and David.
0: And at the end of that round, what are the scores producer Ben?
6: Michael and Bethany have one. Margaret and David have two and a half. Yes. Do you know who my favourite people are? Who are your favourite people, Margaret? It's them?
5: me. No. Have you ever given me any money? Um, no, these are my favourite people. Ashley Narayanan.
6: Oh, and definitely. I'm really
5: sorry if I pronounced that wrong.
6: You said he was one of your favourite people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that she
3: doesn't only mean... calls him
5: Ashley, doesn't she? She never uses his surname. Exactly.
0: Everybody knows just Oh, Ash is coming out. Gail Jones.
6: Oh, Brilliant. I love Gail. Gail.
5: Love Gail. Glen Ashcroft.
0: Wee! Oh, Glen and Ian Matthews.
2: Ian's are never Europeans. That's that, what I always that's say. Our motto. That yep.
5: Sounded like Europeans.
2: Ian's are Europeans.
5: <laughs> That's a confusing motto. If you want to be like those amazing people and give us some money to make more episodes because we love making episodes, please go to comedy.co.uk forward slash DTRT forward slash donate. Thank you.
0: Thanks. And it doesn't, you don't even have to donate that much. You can even a little tiny
5: bit of donate is great. Yeah, do you know what? It's the effort we like. Yeah. Although we do like large amounts of
2: money as well. So if you have got large amounts of money, please give it to us. Thanks, Ian. Right. <laughs>
0: Like having to watch the last five minutes of Warren before Alan Partridge comes on, this round is agony. In this round, I'll be getting the panel to solve some problems for our audience. But before that, I'm going to whet their thought appetites with a letter sent to a real agony aunt. Margaret, would
5: you read this, please? Dear agony aunt, since graduating from college in 2013, I have been paying off my student loans. I pay the same amount every month. This past month, there was $10,000 credited to my account from the student loans company. I have no idea why this has happened, and I'm sure they've made an error. Do I have any obligation to inform the loan collector about this? For obvious reasons, I'm hesitant to get in touch with them. But I'm also worried that this could eventually come back to haunt me, plus interest. Should I inquire and hope the loan collector doesn't undo this surprising mistake? No. (laughs) Let's move on. Yeah. Michael,
0: do you have a student loan debt?
2: Oh, my God, you thought I was ever a student? Do you think I'd be doing this
0: <laughs> if I'm I was this. educated? I'm doing this.
2: Yeah, but you didn't fucking pay attention, did you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have a student loan debt, Bethany? Oh, God, yes. If you found would... that they'd given you £10,000... 000...
4: If they did that, it's not like I can go and spend that on other things. That's just money that's been taken off one of the two degrees that I did due to following a girl to university. (laughs) That's why I went to university twice. I've got two degrees. You went to university twice? Yeah, yeah. So we've been to university. Yeah, between... (laughs) Our team has been to university.
2: You can have one of my degrees if you want. Sure. What's the crappest one you've got? Cultural studies. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) See, here's the thing. When I was a young lad, growing up during the (laughs) Troubles.
4: I can almost hear a penny whistle playing. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Honestly, we were told by police all the time, if you find money in the street, bring it to the police station. How fucking begging is that from the police? (laughs) If you find a wallet that's got money in it, will you bring it to the police? (laughs) If you find things, will you bring it to the police station? I tell you, they were like that all the time. Until the time I found a bomb under my dad's car. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, no interest.
3: (laughs)
5: Margaret, you would clearly tell them. Only, as I say, it's about being scared rather than any sort of being good thing. I would lie scared awake of Jesus. at night. Scared of the Jesus police. Angry <laughs> Jesus. Angry Jesus. Oh. Would you at least say, hey,
2: listen, you've accidentally put 10 grand in my account. Shall we split it?
5: <laughs> no, that's even worse. I suppose I might put it in a high interest account. Is that... Do you know what I mean? But then I he couldn't can't get his it. help. for ages. No, but I couldn't spend it because I would just be waiting for them to come and get me. Waiting for the feds to yeah. raid your bank. Yeah,
0: If you got credited accidentally in the UK by a government department, they would come down on you like a ton of fucking bricks. So you'd be fucked. The other thing is, if
4: that did happen and you had spent it all, you could always go and get yourself an IVA or declare bankruptcy or a debt relief order and get rid of it within a year. So you'd still have bought all of the stuff with it and got away with it. Um,
1: Or donate it to a donkey sanctuary and then if you don't hear from them, become a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) That's your answer to everything. Well, it works.
2: I bet... uh, a bit Sting's got money
3: <laughs>
1: for
2: nothing. <laughs> it's
1: a Mark Knopfler song.
2: Sting's on it, is he? Yeah. yeah. All right. I want my. That's him. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you think that was me? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was you. <laughs> no, mate, wasn't even involved in the record. That is an uncanny impression. Can I just do say? it again? Yeah. No, they say "canny impression." Right, He's yeah. from Newcastle. Yeah,
0: David
3: Reed, uncanny (laughs) month. For
2: everything they hate, it must be uncanny, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: David Reed, you find £10,000 in your bank account. Do you give it back? I'm
1: a bit like Margaret in this. I'm feeling nervous that I immediately get it all out in cash, which never looks suspicious. And then
3: then they go, oh, we've
1: done this, can we have it back? And I go, oh, it's all
4: pogs. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah,
1: it if might it was be, in the past and, you know. Uh. might
4: it be Star Wars Lego there's a really massive uh, right. Death Star that's on you can get a Millennium Falcon for 700 pounds yeah yeah there's a Death Star that I've seen on eBay for 1500 quid no which hang on because like...
1: the Millennium Falcon is to scale with the little figures right yeah, yeah. the Death Star to be the size of a moon
4: it is so huge so the little figures it's got over 10,000 pieces in it
1: I mean that's still not enough
4: <laughs>
0: We're That's talking a
1: shopping centre. Um, so what yeah. would
0: your advice be to this person then? Put it in a high-interest bank account and wait for them to come knocking. David, would you put now, it under the bed?
1: How many people work at a loan retrieval company, and how much does a hit on someone cost?
3: Oh, because oh, so if you could
1: to kill them, if I could, you know, spunk three grand on killing them all, <laughs> I've
2: got seven grand. I would... would love to spunk three grand.
3: <laughs> a
4: literal money shot. But, yeah,
3: thank you. Yes. <laughs> we know what that means.
0: Bill, ben, is anybody close to the real uh, advice the agony aunt gave?
6: Well, I think Margaret's natural fear has got her a point here because uh, this advice comes from the New York Times advice column which says, "Yes, do inquire with the loan collector. You could discover that the credit was intentional." and you're entitled to it guilt-free, so point to Margaret for being honest, really. Worst case, you owe exactly what you thought you owed, but it's wrong to take advantage of what you believe to be an error. Despite that slightly worrying observation that you're hesitant to get in touch with the loan collector for obvious reasons, you're writing in because you're troubled by the situation you find yourself in. You're basically an honest person. Best to stay that way. So, point to Margaret. That's terrible advice.
0: So, uh, now you've learnt how an agony aunt does it, let's see you deal with some problems from tonight's audience. Is Paul here? Paul with the wife of 11 years yes. Paul's problem is my wife of 11 years Is your wife here?
1: Uh, no she's no, not No she's 11
5: Good
3: <laughs> No no That's not
5: what that means That's not what it means <laughs> She was such a pretty egg <laughs>
0: <laughs> My wife
2: The man is a brave paedophile Welcome him <laughs>
0: Paul says, my wife of 11 years still thinks I'm descended from royalty. Should I break... (laughs) How should I break it to her that I'm not?
3: Paul. That is fucking
2: amazing! (laughs) That is fucking amazing! I'm not kidding you. I fully admit this is a dick move. But when I was like a, a teenager and I tried to woo ladies, I sometimes pretended that I wrote poems, but they were actually song lyrics. Genuinely, some women thought I was in Depeche mode or whatever. But you have said you're a member of royalty?
1: Yeah, slightly.
3: <laughs>
2: slightly? How slightly?
1: So, I was probably a bit drunk and. Really? I, well, <laughs> like. yeah. I, I said I'm descended from a. It's actually a Polish general who's mentioned in the national anthem. <laughs>
3: That's a good
0: lie. Our national anthem?
1: No, no, in the Polish oh. one. But, okay, um, then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't oh, so remember
4: the Polish, Polish
3: generals <laughs> that we sing about. Well, I only ever hear the first verse, so... Yeah,
0: there's a whole
4: fourth verse about kicking the shit out of a Polish general where the Queen, the queen sets her corgis on him and everything. It's uh...
0: So you told her that you were descended from a Polish general? Yes. And then and uh, then how, she married How far you? into the relationship was this?
4: That was quite early on.
0: First few, date? A
2: few months in. No, no. God, she was only in. a few months old. <laughs> <laughs> she probably won't remember. <laughs>
5: Are you Polish?
2: My grandpa was General Granddad.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, for a long time, thought and so told people that I was related to Ruth Ellis, the last woman to be <laughs> hanged. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: and um, <laughs> I read, oh, I read my grandfather's very boring memoir, and it turns out I'm actually related. <laughs> <laughs> to her victim's stepfather's (laughs) accountant
3: (laughs) and my husband
5: was with me when I found out and we both found it so fucking funny (laughs) that it was alright do you think if
0: you told her the truth she would divorce you? I think I'd probably
1: have to do a bit more than that to tell you the truth but you never know
5: you sound like you'd, you'd quite like
3: that. So, so maybe that's oh, the fingers answer. crossed. You sound like, no, I'll have to yeah. do a bit more fucking <laughs> hard work.
5: I think you should both find out at the same time. Yeah. Oh, How that's a you good ahead. idea. That's good. Yeah. That's actually really good. Yeah, so investigate it. Send yourself a letter. (laughs) No, this is not good. This is not good. From From somewhere that you've clearly never been.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Darling, let's not watch Netflix tonight. Why don't we just Google something? (laughs) Just together for once, let's Google something. One
4: letter from me.
3: (laughs) No, not that one, not that letter.
4: You could always get one of those 23andMe DNA testing kits and go and get someone else to do it and then go, Jesus, I'm not even a member of my own family. (laughs) No, I'm only 3% general.
0: Is it a thing that she's really proud of?
1: No, I don't think so.
3: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, because if she is, just let her die thinking that's the truth.
4: <laughs> How long? natural
3: causes. Leave her
0: in the garden for the, for the fox to get her.
4: There are lots of foxes around here. Yeah. She's only young. She won't be able to run that fast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is she a fan of podcasts?
1: Yeah, she is. Big well, fan of podcasts.
4: Just
0: put this on in the background. <laughs> It's like, oh,
4: Unless she then listens to it and goes, hey, look, there's someone else who claimed to have been <laughs> related to that general, and
0: God. My advice to you is just forget about it, don't tell her. Have you got any advice, David?
4: Just
1: cover it up with a bigger lie. So,
3: <laughs>
1: so say, oh, I found out that
2: wasn't true, but I am now Pope, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he's not related to me yet. I'm (laughs) traveller.
0: Paul, is there anybody you'd like to give points to? Has anybody been helpful?
1: I think the just ignore it bit was probably the best and what you've
3: been doing.
0: (laughs) Points to me. Is Nelly here? Nelly's problem is this I run a charity shop how do I make my volunteers do as I say they're old and set in their ways every time I ask them to do something they nod and agree and then go back to doing the same shit job they did before (laughs) P.S. they are my only staff
5: feel better for having vented yes
4: <laughs> I mean old people are always claiming yeah. they've been beaten aren't they so just beat them and,
3: <laughs> and no one will believe them uh, oh yeah. they
4: beat me in that <laughs> shop no they don't Nan, get back to work
5: <laughs> I mean frankly <laughs> yeah.
0: Done. I'm not going to lie, that's crossed my mind. <laughs> good. Ha- how old are they? 70s, 80s. Oh, that's really. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they're not meant to have jobs at that age. Yeah.
2: What's the charity?
3: <laughs> I'd
0: rather not say. Yeah.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Very UKIP. you. <laughs> it's full of all people that refuse to change.
0: <laughs> how good would it be for you if they all died?
3: um
1: yeah, you make people. them work on Christmas day and just leave the heating off <laughs> right
0: nobody goes to a shop on Christmas day right so then no the one will find them crime
1: <laughs> let a fox in close to the end of the day
0: maybe if you could find a really hot sexy volunteer that does things the right way and they might be inclined to follow them
4: a pied piper of old yeah. people <laughs>
2: A hot, sexy volunteer for yeah, these 80-year-olds. Uh, yeah. like Robert Kilroy Silk. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke walking in without a shirt.
5: Margaret, you're a kind person. Yeah, I'm Do you think struggling she's being unreasonable? No, I get it, but I'm... Um... You're just not into murder? <laughs> I've already killed Amanda Holton
3: today. <laughs> just, uh... Where is she? Where is she? The
0: fox got her, Mr... <laughs> Have you been, maybe, maybe you've been too much stick not enough carrot. So give them some carrots.
5: All <laughs> <laughs> people love carrot. No, not with their teeth. No. Well, that's why you should
2: kill them. No dental records, no teeth.
3: <laughs>
2: that's burning
5: them. <laughs> it's natural causes.
3: <laughs> Fire,
5: the most natural cause of all.
0: Has anybody got any actual advice for Nellie? And um, reward charts. Yeah.
5: Elderly reward charts with, for some reason, I'm thinking David Hasselhoff behind uh, Advent <laughs> calendar doors. Yeah, they sell enough stuff, they get their teeth back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a naughty wheelchair for them to sit
0: in if they're bad.
5: I thought <laughs> you meant like a sort of sexy <laughs> you know, vibration.
0: Nelly, has anybody been helpful? I quite like the um, sexy Dick Van Dyke idea. <laughs>
2: a good idea. We all do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Ben, have you been keeping scores of that? Yes. What, are the scores at the end of
6: that round? Well, the scores are Danielle Ward has one, um, <laughs> Michael and Bethany have two, and Margaret and David have three and a half. <gasps>
0: I'm not a god, nor a book, nor a white man on Twitter, which is why sometimes I need to ask an expert.
3: Ask, 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 ask.
0: Yeah. In this round, we bring an expert guest on to show up the panel's many failings as they try to work out how someone who knows what they're doing would react in some pertinent scenarios. Today, as we are in York, we're very pleased to welcome trained professional on loan from the Vic Centre is Viking expert Chris Tuckley. <laughs> Come on, Chris. A, a real Viking. <laughs>
4: Is it true that the Vikings all uh, went extinct because there were no Vikings? queens (laughs) (laughs) Well... We don't think the Vikings died out. We think they are still among us, or at least their descendants are. Like Jurassic Park, but with Vikings. Absolutely.
0: Hang on a minute. Who... Right, so let me just say this and then Sorry. we'll go back to the right. right, panel, in a moment, you're going to have to second guess what Chris would do in some Viking scenarios, but before that, you've got a chance to get to know him a bit better by asking him some questions. Tell him more about these Vikings that are still here. Who, who, who is this? Like, Boris Becker?
7: Uh, I, I'm not sure about Boris Becker, but we know that Vikings certainly came to this part of the British Isles and they didn't go away. They settled down, became farmers, and have remained oh, here, essentially. So and farmers. then eventually voted Brexit. <laughs> oh, <quite. laughs>
0: the irony. So you're saying that farmers
5: are the nearest we have to Vikings?
7: <laughs> I guess so, yes. Oh. I mean,
5: well, No, because they could have become farmers and then they could have given birth to... People Non-farmers. Non the
1: <laughs> <laughs> they design websites now, don't they? Yeah. yeah. You're from York, you must love Vikings. I, I know that sounds like a preposterous stereotype, <laughs> but I really do.
3: <laughs> <And> <laughs> for my
1: 24th birthday, a friend of mine bought me a baseball cap that said I love Vikings. <laughs> he had it custom made.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're great. And you get annoyed when people draw them with the hat, uh, the with Viking the hats. hats on. Yeah. yeah. You don't like it when people draw the, 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 the hooves.
1: The hot... Hooves, yeah.
0: Hooves! Vikings
1: are famous oh for having God. hooves on their
6: helmets.
2: Four hooves. She's only moved here. Give her a minute. Yeah, it,
1: the Hagar, the horrible hats, they annoy me a bit.
0: Are they inaccurate, Chris? Well, we've got no good
7: reason for thinking that Vikings did wear horned helmets.
0: So where's that come from? Who invented it?
7: Well, I think it's... In part, based on misunderstanding of archaeological evidence, certainly horned headgear has been found by archaeologists, but it's not thought to belong to the Viking period necessarily. So, like,
0: if a Viking died next to his bull, that's how... <laughs>
7: <laughs> or drinking horns, of course. If you're buried with yeah. drinking horns, then yeah. that could be interpreted
1: as, yeah, as Vi- headgear. Vikings die going, <laughs>
0: You have a Viking drinking horn, don't you? I
1: do have a Viking... I have a Norwegian drinking horn, yeah. yes, I've got a Norwegian family.
7: Can, so. can you drink from it? They're I've quite not tricky tried to drink yet, from. I don't
0: know.
1: Okay. I've
2: always got a drinking horn.
0: <laughs> right, this is the first scenario... We well, put... I've got a
2: fucking question! Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rude as that! I come up to your house all the fucking way, and you go
0: blank! What's question? Sorry. Uh,
2: <laughs> excuse me. Have Vikings ever gone walking on the moon? I'm asking for a joke.
7: (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe so, no. Although... um, Fuck the
2: podcast, mate.
7: (laughs) Space mission called Viking, I believe.
4: I'm remembering rightly.
7: Uh,
2: uh,
4: Very kind. I
2: bet Sting would like to go walking (laughs) on the
3: moon.
4: That was a giant steps.
3: (laughs)
5: Yeah, guys, groans and rounds of applause. That's what you are.
4: Isn't Viking a verb? Viking is the act that they went off on. They vike. They viked. To yeah. vik. Yes, but they
7: were viking. viking. Yep, yeah, it's an activity or yeah. a job description more than it is sort of an ethnic group an
1: of ethnic people. An ethnic group, yeah. yeah. It's something that vich vikers would do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's Norwegian. Who is the most Viking. Is it the Swedes or the Norwegians? Well, or is it the
7: Danes? I think if you're thinking of the Vikings who came to this part of the world, it would tend to be the Danes and some Norwegians, and the Swedish Vikings, known as the Rus, tended to head east, and that's where we get the word Russia from.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding you. How many do the right things have we done? Four, maybe? <laughs> and this is the only one where I've actually
3: learned things. <laughs>
0: Here is scenario number one. It's the year 952, and Chris is a powerful and wealthy Viking who has just offended the fearsome King of Northumbria, Eric Bloodaxe, and his lovely wife, Gunhild, by carelessly killing their son. Oops, even. That's not the name of the son. Right. But even more ups, the boat he's trying to flee on is shipwrecked pretty much as soon as he sets sail. So without any means of escape, Viking Chris decides to seek an audience with King Eric in York. But what would Viking Chris do in this situation to save his skin? So he's killed the king's son and now he's going for an audience with him.
1: I think in order to stop cycles of vengeance that were quite common in the past...
4: Um,
3: but you, not now. The, yeah.
4: the, no, no the, we got rid of those
1: yeah. uh, in 1998. Those. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Girl power.
4: Um,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think there were pretty set rates for how many oxen or sheep you owed if you killed somebody's son.
0: Oh, do you Jesus. know what the
3: rates? <clears throat>
4: Yes, so. Uh, <laughs> no, I, oh, I don't know how many oxen I, you are. I reckon like 100 sheep, that's. 100 equivalent. sheep? Oh, what, they... for a kid?
3: For a
2: kid? Yeah. How old's 100 the fucking kid? sheep? Yeah. Sheep are lovely.
4: Yeah, I know sheep are lovely, and kids, kids are fucking. Fo- kids are fucking horrible and Royal, sticky. And how much wool dickhead. do you get from a kid?
2: Go on. Well, actually.
0: <laughs> well, Michael, yeah. let's take back to the 80s. Love it. Protestant kills one of yours, how many sheeps do you kill? <laughs>
2: Oh, sorry, God, I really... See, now I understand the problem. I meant Catholic sheep. Oh,
3: okay. Protestant
2: sheep are scum and they should be burnt to fucking death. <laughs> All of them. Oh, did you mean 100 Protestant sheep? <laughs> fucking up 200, mate. <laughs> Hate Protestant sheep. <laughs> they're fucking far apart eyes, little
3: cunts.
4: Storing their toasters in wandering cupboards. wandering
2: off into areas that they know they're not allowed into. <laughs> I have every right to bleat in this area. No, you (laughs) don't!
4: Wandering around with a little bowl of hats on.
0: (laughs) Michael, what do you think Viking Chris would do in this situation, having killed the son of the king? Well,
2: probably some sort of... Like, when I'm saying a party, I don't mean, like, yeah, fuck you, your son's dead party. But it'll be some bonding of the two communities <laughs> and a big old sorry and a sad face <laughs> and 200 Protestant sheep.
5: <laughs> Margaret, what do you think, Viking Chris? It is hard to imagine Chris as a Viking. He seems like it. I mean, you know, he's got a lovely iron shirt. And, uh, you and know, iron shirt. Yeah, an and he could iron
2: be like. Shirt. He could be like, you know, that cool priest.
5: Yes. Don't even
2: call me father. You know, yeah. I'm Rick. <laughs> no, you could be that guy, but the Viking version. Sure, In, I'll yeah. kill you, but it really is Sven
5: yeah. Chris is writing something down, and I think yeah. it's I fuck think you're close, Yeah,
0: <laughs> Chris, is anybody close? Uh, what would you do in yes, this situation?
7: Yes, I think Michael's getting close to the answer because the situation mirrors very closely the situation that a warrior poet called Egil Skallagrimsson found himself in here in York. He'd been involved in a very bloody feud with King Eric Bloodaxe, who was a king of Norway, but who ended up ruling here in York. And he was shipwrecked in the Humber estuary. And he didn't think he'd be able to get away, so he ended up coming to York and presenting himself at the king's court to try and seek forgiveness. And a deal was made whereby Egil had to go away and, in just one night, compose a praise poem in praise of Eric Bloodaxe. And then the next morning, he had to come and present his piece of poetry, and it had to be good enough, and it had to speak highly enough of the king that he would be spared. And, of course, Vikings valued this idea of being commemorated in poetry because that would give them a kind of immortality. Long story short, Egil managed to compose the poem, came in the next morning, performed the poem, which has been remembered as the head ransom poem because he saved his head by this poem. And he was allowed to go free on condition that he never crossed paths with Eric Bloodaxe or Gunhild again. Wow.
1: No, that
5: was, that's I, absolutely I mean, what I would do if amazing. somebody killed my kid. I'll be honest, I've be never like, heard a poem Just that give me a poem, it's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry I killed your son. I eat my peas
4: with honey. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it all my life. It makes them taste quite funny, but it keeps them on the dice.
3: I've,
4: <laughs> I've never listened to anyone recite a poem that hasn't ended with me wanting to kill them, so I have no idea how that work.
0: (laughs) Scenario number two so having won his freedom from Eric Bloodaxe, Viking Chris gets to live another day but carelessly on his journey back home to see his family he slips on an anachronistic banana skin falls into a ravine and dies instantly. Luckily he left his wife specific details about what arrangements to make for his funeral. What instructions would Viking Chris have given in this situation?
4: Burn some Protestant sheep (laughs) on a boat with an arrow
2: yeah, and that's the classic one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're gonna go on It'd be terrible to be a Viking and go, oh, I don't want to have a Viking funeral. <laughs> because I surely I don't, they, want
5: don't want any fuss.
2: <laughs> and also, surely if you're a Viking it's just called a funeral.
3: <laughs> I'm a humanist. Yeah. yeah.
5: What's
0: your idea of a Viking funeral?
2: Uh, first you get a dead guy. Yeah. Or woman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell, you can say nothing these days. <laughs> and all right. We get a dead woman, far better. <laughs> now, <laughs> and you put them on a boat that you don't want anymore.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. And uh, don't you set
5: fire to it if I dreamt that? Put some <laughs> drinking horns with them. Put but, some, yeah, put uh, like one of those with drinking horns. One of those helmets with the hooves on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, uh, Mar- and
2: set fire to the bastard, S-
0: right? Uh, uh-huh. Margaret, would you like a Viking funeral? Yeah,
5: I'm only human. (laughs) Rather than a
0: Catholic one? Um, Are you allowed a Viking funeral? I think
5: um, there were Catholic Vikings, come on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They've been around
5: forever. You want a Viking funeral, don't you, Dave?
1: I want to be burnt in a boat every day. But um,
0: (laughs) I think that's quite posh,
1: isn't it, being burnt in a boat? You'd have to have a boat.
5: No, but he's mates with the king now since that fucking yeah. poem. I don't think he's well, mates I with he, the king. Not
1: only is he killed the king's son, he wants to borrow a boat <laughs> <laughs> that he's not going to give back. <laughs> I
0: don't
1: know. I think some Vikings were buried with their stuff. They could be buried in their boat with it. <laughs> really mean with all of their armour and jewels and everything. Their kids were really hoping they could have. <laughs> And their their horses and their fucking dogs.
0: Did they bury them with the pets?
1: These are just books I read when I was seven that I'm vaguely remembering. They're probably all very out of date, but even slaves and people would be slaughtered next to them, is what I remember reading. But it might not be true. I don't know. Was that
4: the Egyptians? No,
1: it wasn't.
0: Ah. Uh, But I don't fight, fight, (laughs) Michael. How would you like to be uh, disposed of? (laughs) Have you ever thought about your own funeral? Yeah. Seems
2: really good, too. Are we invited? God, definitely. I want everyone that I love to be there and have a really good time.
5: Can we set foxes on you?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm vegan, mate. I am now theirs. I want the animal kingdom to devour (laughs) me in front of everyone that gives a shit about me. (laughs) Hopefully I will die before my parents so that you will live to see their child eaten.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this is Michael. He's an ant farm now.
4: Yeah. Yeah, All those people who say, oh, I want it to be a celebration of my life and I want everyone to be happy. They're not going to be. You're dead. Like, if they cared about you, they're going to be really upset. And so, at mine, I want everyone in black. I want everyone complaining. I want professional mourners. I want people beating their chests and throwing themselves on the coffin. You
0: know how to make them complain? don't put a spread on afterwards yeah.
4: <laughs> whenever there was a
1: funeral on at his local church my uncle would go down for the free sandwiches even though he didn't know them. but your <laughs> and uncle he's a millionaire
0: he's genuinely a millionaire yeah. and for ages his toilet in his flat didn't work so he so used so he went to
1: the local pub
7: <laughs> for two years <laughs>
0: Chris, what would you do in this situation?
7: Well, it's interesting that we've had the idea of burning, cremation. There's not a great deal of evidence for boat burnings on water (gasps) in the Viking period because for obvious reasons that wouldn't leave much of an archaeological trace. It's also really difficult to get them lit when they're wet. (laughs) <laughs> exactly, it's, it's not a practical measure for getting rid of a body. However, burning on a pyre would have been one of the methods for your funeral uh, if you were a, a pagan Viking, so before you converted to Christianity. I found it interesting, the idea of Margaret's Catholic funeral, because um, certainly here in, in, in York... <laughs> Don't um, threaten me. <laughs> <laughs> when the, uh, the Vikings had settled down, then they converted to Christianity fairly swiftly. And so they were buried in some of the existing Christian cemeteries here in York. David had some great ideas about burial with grave goods and. As that
0: wasn't his idea. <laughs> <laughs> he read it in a book. That's, o- that's okay.
7: I just want to that's be buried fine. with my Xbox guy. <laughs> So, again, we think that during the conversion process, probably the Vikings were hedging their bets somewhat and they might have carried on worshipping their Norse gods and also being buried with some of their grave goods, which, as a Christian, I can check this with Margaret, you don't need to be buried with anything for the afterlife as a Christian. No,
5: that would be silly. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of it.
7: Buried
1: only with your secrets.
7: (laughs) Also, I think a point for David, mentioning sacrifice, the... uh, after Johnson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Always played at a Viking funeral.
7: <laughs> <laughs> they were
2: all candles in the winter, him. <laughs>
7: uh, so, yeah, there is, there is evidence, certainly for animal sacrifice, particularly horses, for whatever reason, in the Viking period. Their remains have turned up in Viking burials. Uh, and also some suggestion that human sacrifice occasionally went on as well.
0: After both those questions, who yep. are you going to give points to?
7: Well, I think Michael deserves a point for the fire, certainly. Oh, and also for mentioning the party
2: uh,
5: you. You're all
7: resolution for
2: scenario one.
5: <laughs> oh, he's you? only angling for an invite to Michael's funeral. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we all want to make sure it happens. <laughs>
7: <laughs> and I think one each for the other contestants because there were some really good suggestions for... Uh,
4: oh, it's
0: like
3: a f- generation you know, game it's, it's, it's one. Preparation. It's really <laughs>
0: kind. So No one's ever made it seriously? Oh, <laughs> you yeah. have Got to do it right. And before you leave us, Chris, is there anything you would like to plug?
7: Yes, I would like to invite people to visit the Yorvik Viking Centre here in York. If you haven't done already, why not? Make your way over there. It's a fantastic reconstruction of York as it might have been in the 10th century.
0: Does it still smell weird? Yes. Uh, yes yeah. <laughs> Very proud of that.
7: Yeah. Is it asparagus? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do you know what it smelt like in the 10th century?
7: Well, during the excavations, like the archaeological digs that happened in York in the 70s and 80s and found the remains of the Viking city,
0: it,
4: it, it smelt. Oh. You've also got the biggest Viking poo in the world, there, haven't you? That's
7: true, yes. We've got the Lloydsbank turd, which is the. Um, <laughs> that? It's a mineralised human poo from the Viking era. Uh, And it's big. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what Lloyd's Bank is
1: named after. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting mascot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to Viking expert Chris Tuckley. Thank you. you. Oh, a plug for the York Viking Centre. While we're at it, is there anything you would like to plug Bethany? No. Okay. Uh... (laughs) David Reed you want to plug your podcast
1: I do it's called Inside the Comedian thank you one man um, <laughs> and an owl
5: <laughs> it's really big in the owl community it's huge in
1: the owl community <laughs> he does turn
5: heads
0: <laughs> well you know what before we hit the final round let's see what the scores are producer Ben
6: Michael and Bethany have five Margaret and David have six and a half
0: oh, oh.
1: But it's, close. it's
3: close. close.
0: Just like Theresa May, in any situation, we're about to do the wrong thing. Do the
3: wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing.
0: By the time it goes out, you'll have forgotten who she is. <laughs> In this final round, I want the panellists to tell me what is the wrongest thing to do in any given situation. The winner gets eggs with which to make their world-famous eggie aid. The round ends when producer Ben plumps. You're sent to prison for a crime you didn't commit. What is the wrong thing to do? Commit a, a bigger crime, just out of spite.
4: <laughs> Admit to lots of other crimes that you also didn't do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Amazon won't stop sending you bricks. What's the wrong thing to do?
4: Add them to the pile of bricks that my next-door neighbour is using to build an extension so that they eventually build a fucking massive tower.
3: <laughs> <I thought laughs>
4: uh,
1: throw the brick through the window of a local shop.
3: <laughs> yes, through the high
5: street.
0: Your flies are undone. What's the wrong thing to do?
5: Uh, f- uh, fill them with molten lava. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Request extra air
2: miles. <laughs> Charge admission.
5: The
0: angel Uriel warns of an impending flood that will envelop the earth. What is the wrong thing to do? Oh,
3: just Piss.
5: Build, build an ark out of all of those bricks that you got sent by Amazon. <laughs> just keep fucking negotiating Brexit.
0: Your car breaks down at a drive through Costa. What is the wrong thing to do? Just give up and move there. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a lovely dream you never want to end. What is the wrong thing to do? Mm. Go to Dignitas and hope it all (laughs) starts up again. (laughs) A stranger tells you to smile. What is the wrong thing to do?
1: Smile. Seduce them. Hold them tightly by the face until you die of natural causes. (laughs) Say, shut up,
2: Sting.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: So that's the end of the show. But before we have, that's really realistic. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's what what? happened
3: all those years ago. (laughs) Of if, honestly, honestly,
2: honestly, that's exactly what happened. No one knew about a Viking invasion until the producer pressed the horn. (laughs) 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 So at the end of that raid. Who got the points? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the end of the show. But before we have a rub down with a rough towel, producer Ben, what are the final scores?
6: The final scores are that Michael and Bethany have nine. Margaret and Dave have ten and a half.
0: Yeah! Oh, well done to Margaret and David Reed. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Do the right thing. It's Bethany Black, David Reed, Margaret Cable, Smith Michael, David, Viking expert Chris Tuckley and me, Daniel.